We've embarked on exciting times at Leader Connect headquarters. Our all new leadership platform is now live. Head over to leaderconnect.co.uk where you'll find plenty of free leadership wisdom. And if you really want to level up your leadership, I highly recommend investing in a Leader Connect subscription. We're adding new content all the time and it's already making an instant difference in people's leadership journeys. Keep listening for a very special gift from us. I would like to welcome to the Leader Connect podcast, Neil Jerd. Hi, Sarah. The usual thing that we always do, as you well know, at the beginning of the podcast is I give my guests 60 seconds to talk about themselves. So I would like to give you 60 seconds, if you can, to sum up your life story, your CV, and tell us anything that we need to know before I ask you some more questions. I'm a former army officer. That's a long time ago now. I run a leadership training business. I wrote a book, the leadership book years ago, which is a bestseller on leadership. And I have just launched a platform called Leader Connect, which is an online resource full of leadership videos, podcasts, and training material. And we're going to, we're going to talk about that in a few minutes time, because I think it's an absolute essential for anybody who wants to up their game in leadership, regardless of how long they've been leading. So new leaders, kind of middle-y kite experienced leaders, and then leaders that have been leading for a very long time. But what I wanted to do first was to ask you in a nutshell, if you can sum up, what you think good leadership is or what it should look like? Because this book kind of highlights that and makes it super, super simple. But what does good leadership look like? The first thing I'd say is it's kind. Good leaders are kind. There's a decency and integrity that goes with leading well. But in the book, I describe leadership in really simple terms. I say it's about doing more than you could do on your own which is a big test. Lo- loads of junior leaders, new managers just work really hard and you don't need to. Through leadership, you engage other people intellectually and emotionally and then being absolutely clear where you're going, clear and compelling purpose. And that's it. And when I say it's simple, I think there's a tendency to make leadership too academic and to complicate it and to all these kind of level seven, level eight masters in, in, in leadership related things. Honestly, I think they scare people and anybody who wants to have a leadership effect, they can. You don't need to be anything special. You, you just need to be decent and know where you're going. I'm a great example of this because below me is this kind of pool of books, lots of different books, quite a lot of books on on leadership, quite a lot of books on self-help, and then some other really random stuff. And we do tend to, we might be having a bad day, so we do tend to turn to books. And I find in quite a lot of cases, leadership, it's just been made really complex. Why have we made leadership so complex when in reality, it doesn't need to be? I honestly don't know. Because I, because I find it quite easy and I think it's a really simple concept. I've actually been a bit bemused by some of the leadership resources that are out there. And another thing which I've noticed is this proliferation of leadership courses that don't actually teach you how to lead. There's all sorts of stuff in there. There's lots of self-reflection and coaching, which is important and is part of the process, but definitely, uh, a 21st century phenomena is the leadership course that doesn't teach you leadership. And this is a beautiful way for us to start to talk about the Leader Connect platform because it does 
teach you how to lead and simultaneously how to be a better person as well, which is what I absolutely love. So why would somebody want to come and join us on the Leader Connect platform? What is it going to do for them that perhaps books, courses, other stuff perhaps doesn't quite do? What is the difference? It does teach you how to lead, as you said. So, so there's, it started based around 30 videos that, that I produced a couple of years ago, which are a leadership course there. Each, each video is about eight, maybe 10 minutes long. So they're really easy to engage with. People watch them sometimes on the way to work or uh, sometimes they binge me and do half an hour's worth or whatever. But if you worked your way through those, you will know everything which I would normally teach in a leadership course. Um, and then we've added a lot of other content. So, so as well as your excellent podcasts, which are, they are fantastic. And you've been getting some great get, guests, not talking about myself, but you get some great guests on here and me. And then on top of that, we've got other speakers now coming in, giving these sort of, again, 10 or 15 minutes of just explaining their view on a subject. So recently we've covered poaching for leaders. Macarena Vergara did that. We've had Alex Staniforth talking about well-being. You've obviously done one, Sarah, talking about communications, which is, I'd say, that's one of my favorites. We've gathered and we're continuing to record. I mean, we recorded another four last week, but bringing in a range of really interesting speakers. So it's educational, definitely, but it's also really entertaining. I mean, the podcast, I love listening to it. I listen to Mandy Hickson's podcast. I've listened to twice and I've kind of, it's very much in my mind to listen again. So yeah, there's good stuff on there. So it's a really interesting platform and it's very current as well because we're constantly recording and adding new material. So what I was going to say is I love the variety on there. The kind of nucleus of it all is leadership, but it is so much more than that. And for me, it is that one-stop shop to, to get wisdom if you are a leader or if you want to be a leader. How would somebody use it as part of their, their kind of daily activities, as part of their life? Different ways. So if you've just bought it for yourself, if you've just subscribed for yourself, just watch the videos, but you just, you work your way through them. And I know some people take notes. I know some people use it to kind of cue conversations, but if you just watch all that content and reflect on all that content, you will be a better leader and you will build better teams and you will plan better. And it's really simple. This is why I say leadership isn't hard. If you focus on developing leadership, your leadership will get better. Organizations can use it slightly differently or leaders can use it slightly differently. Team leaders. And I know some people ask their team to watch a particular video. They'll say, look, between now and next Wednesday, watch the video about connecting with people or watch, watch Harrison's video or whatever, but you, you can specify it. And then when you get together, you can talk through how that video applies to you and your team and ask the, so what question. And if you use these, I think you don't need a facilitator. You don't need like some external expert to come in and explain stuff to you. You can source that content on through Leader Connect and then pull people together and discuss it. I guess it potentially could save organizations a lot of money by not having to have somebody coming in for quite a high price for the day to talk about this stuff. We, the talking is done. Now it's for you to understand and, and apply it in your context. What I particularly love about it is, let's face it, as leaders, 
there will be days when you come home and you go, oh, I just feel like I've got it all wrong today. Or where did I go wrong? Or why is this idea not kind of flourishing? Or why is this person, why am I not engaging with them? Or why are they struggling? And I like the idea of going, right, okay, so I can get my phone out or I can go on my laptop, sat in my living room, maybe with a glass of wine, whatever. And I can go on to Leader Connect and chances are I can find the answer to, to, to that niggle that I need to kind of work on. And I call it a micro moment. How many times do we sit on the sofa at night and go, oh, I wish there was an answer to this. Oh, right. I'll go on the internet and I'll look for it. And the reality is within the leadership sphere, you can do exactly that with Leader Connect. And, and then also you can do it with the book as well, because they perfectly kind of complement each other as they should do. But the idea of an organization being able to sustainably run their own leadership training because they can go on to the platform and then have those conversations, I think is really exciting because the teams are remote as well, aren't they? So so a team, people that are working from home could log on in their own time and then get together at some point. So it's super flexible as well. Um which is wonderful. And the fact that it's living and breathing. If people have got ideas about what they want on the platform, they can get in touch with us and, and suggest something. And I guarantee within within a couple of weeks, we can find someone and pop someone on the platform that can help to untangle whatever issue is going on. So it's a very living and breathing thing. Can we do the sandwich? The weird bit that I always do in the middle of the podcast, because that's my favorite bit. So the first thing that I would like to ask you, and I ask this of all of the guests on the podcast, what book are you reading at the moment? I'm never reading a book. I'm always reading 10 books. Yeah. Uh, and there's no exception. I have kind of a bedside table that I then Rose. knock into or, it'll, or they'll fall off. I'm actually reading a book called Having Been a Soldier by Colin Mitchell, who was a, a British Army officer in the, well, 40s, 50s and 60s. Yeah. And, uh, and he led a, an operation in very complex a very complex environment in, in Aden in 1967. And um, he's just very clear thinking. It's just, it's very interesting to see all of this complexity around him and the way that with some very simple and clear leadership, he cut through that complexity and has an effect which I think was a very positive effect, actually, in stabilizing an environment. So we do, clearly, you have a military background. I've grown up in the military. I'm a military spouse. We have a lot of the members of our team are either retired military or certainly yesterday I interviewed one of your former senior soldiers who still is in the military. So we do tap into that. That's, that is, again, part of the beating heart of this organization. But I think that people tend to kind of look at the military and think, gosh, it's this terribly complex leadership system. And some of the things that the military get involved in are clearly very complex. But it's interesting to see that actually the heart of that is this very simple leadership and making effective decisions, which which we are all about. So that's that's really interesting to hear. So you've got a lot going on. I know this firsthand. How do you manage to to do it all because we do all have very busy lives. We live in a very, very busy and fast society these days. And quite often on social media, most of the stuff that pops up on my feeds is productivity apps. How do you manage to juggle all the things that you do? Yeah, I think I, I, I kind of resist this assumption that you have to be hyper-productive. And in my experience, the best ideas come out of the times where you're not hyperproductive. It's those times where I'm 
quite relaxed when I'm out for a walk or I'm on holiday somewhere. That that's generally where I make the connections. So, so I remember once going into a coffee shop and someone saying, "Are you busy?" Like an acquaintance, and I said, "Yeah." And he said, "Good." And that always stuck with me. This assumption that being busy equates to being good or doing well, and I don't think it's true. Actually, I I am very focused on impacts and effect. So actually, often not doing too much, but making sure that the things that I do or we do as a, as an organization are focused on what's important. Otherwise you get these people talk about busy fools and, and I agree, life, life can be quite miserable, can't it? If you're working long hours, you haven't got time for your family, you're feeling out of shape, you can't prepare good food, but you're busy and that's somehow supposed to be good. It's not. So, so, so I create a, quite a lot of space or quite often go for a wander or stop for a coffee or just chat with people. A lot of good stuff comes out of conversation for me. Yeah, I absolutely get that. And the other thing that I wanted to add to that, and it's something that I say to people a lot, ban the word busy from your vocabulary. Sure. Because again, we do it. Oh, how are you at the moment? Oh, I'm fine. Busy. Like, oh, brilliant. And then yeah. the other one is it's better to be busy than bored. And it's interesting because I have this conversation with our seven-year-old. Oh, bored. And I would say to her, boredom is where you find the exciting stuff. So go and be bored. And she really struggles with that. But there is real creativity, I think, at the end of at the end of yep. boredom. And then my next question, you've already hit on it, is really how do you carve out that headspace? Because I know in the leadership book you talk about it a lot, is leaders need that thinking time. Mm. And it is so true, but sometimes it feels like it's a very selfish thing to do because you feel like everybody else is running around you being really busy. And, yeah. and the other thing is that I think a lot of us gain quite a lot of status from feeling like we're really busy and doing stuff. I drive my children to school. They go to school about eight miles away. And that the, the part of the drive, the return part of the drive in, in the mornings where I'm on my own, that gives me half an hour or so of thinking time. And I drink a lot of tea and coffee. I stop to drink it more often than... And also I do quite a bit of exercise as well and often i watch something fairly mindless I'll, I'll put netflix on but i'll do an hour sometimes a couple of hours of that and all of this again is like i said earlier it, that's where the ideas come from is while i'm not trying to make connections or think of things that's when they that's when they always come to me i'm actually quite good at making space i've kind of got this natural safety catch that doesn't let me do too much and I do think that you have to have a lot of self-confidence to be able to do that. But I certainly think that we would say at Leader Connect, it's probably the most important thing to do. It's that concept of putting your own oxygen mask on first, give yourself space. That I'm a big advocate of wellness and meditation. And when I'm teaching people to meditate, I'll always say taking that time out and doing whatever meditation in whatever form you want to do it at the end of that is, is great productivity it really is but you've got to get into it to do it so it, it does involve taking a bit of a risk a lot of people talk to me about you having in inspired them when we talk to people that you've that you've worked with in in the past but I just wondered who inspired you who perhaps started you on your leadership journey and perhaps who inspires you today two two people really what one was a cadet force instructor where I was I guess from age 13 through to 18, who I'm still friends with, a guy called John. And John was just remarkable in his ability to get things done and his energy. 
he he took us on something called the Nijmegen Marches, which is this 100 mile march in Holland. And I did that with John four times when I was a cadet. He also organized expeditions to Nepal, uh, Pakistan. He also set up a charity and he just showed me it could be done. If you've got something you want to achieve, if you're clear on what you want to achieve, it could be done. And that was, he gave me this way of thinking, which has stuck with me. He's now one of the consortium that own Brighton Pier. So, so he's carried on this remarkable way of working. And the other is Dave Golding, who was my boss when I led a Gurkha squadron in Iraq, which was a, a fairly dangerous tour. And Dave was our boss and somehow in this really this environment where we were coming under rocket or mortar attack pretty much every day for six or seven months. And as you probably know, the, the dimple that I've got in my face is shrapnel from that talk. And Dave was just, he just exuded certainty and calmness. And he even, he did this thing, which I think I mentioned in the book, actually, where he would go every day for like 20 minutes, half an hour. He'd get away from the chaos of the ops room and he would play the guitar. <laughs> badly, like really genuinely bad, badly. He, he was learning, but it cleared his head. And again, it was this thing that I talk about a lot now, the idea of clearing your head so you can come back and be brilliant. And he was brilliant. He's, he was probably the most together, able to focus um, with absolute clarity about what mattered and what didn't leader that I've ever encountered. So, so those two, yeah. And then I probably should say, and it, at risk of it being cliched, because I've heard loads of interviews where people say things like this, but, but, but my family, I think the stability that I, that I got, the stability, love and calmness that came, that I got in those early years has been really important because I think people who aren't fortunate enough to have had a stable foundation that can make life much, much harder for them. Um, I completely agree with that. And it leads me on to something actually that I wasn't going to ask, but I will do anyway, is about young people and leadership. Yeah. Uh, because I think great leadership also comes out from, out of a strong set of values and an understanding of people and deep emotional intelligence. And again, I was having this, I have some great conversations at 6.30 in the morning with my seven-year-old. We were talking about emotional intelligence and she was comparing herself to another young person at her school who is very academically bright. And Neve said, do I have to be like that? Or do I have to be like this? And I said, you have to be like yourself. I said, but I strongly believe that having emotional intelligence is genuinely what pushes us through life. Um, academic intelligence is important and pushing ourselves through the kind of academic things that, that we have to go to fine. But I think the thing that sustains really, and I know this firsthand, is that emotional intelligence. And that's what we've been building up with her. When should we start teaching young people about leadership and emotional intelligence and building that foundation? And how important is it for the future? I often think about this, about the educational syllabus, because a lot of uh, a lot of our work, a lot of Leader Connect, Connect work is with schools and I know the videos are in use with lots of schools. So, so I've gone into quite a lot of schools and I work directly with lots of head teachers. So, so this has been on my mind and this feeling that the education is, it's not an uncommon thought, but the education system isn't rounded enough. It isn't setting 
people up necessarily for a good life, might, might be setting up the next generation up to be productive, to fulfill a function. But in terms of that ability to be part of a team and really knowing yourself, that self-reflection, the emotional intelligence you talk about, le leadership, we don't seem to teach those. So in, instead, we're rushing people through this very inflexible agenda of subjects that they have to cover, this curriculum, which it just doesn't suit everybody. And I look back and I was actually working this out with my, my, one of my daughters the other day about how many, I think we worked out that she would have spent something close to a year of her life in maths lessons by the time she leaves school. Um, and it's highly likely that at the end of that year, she won't be very good at maths because she doesn't particularly like maths. And I look back at the time I spent in lessons that I got nothing from, but genuinely nothing. I'm not showing off there. But just I, I speak almost no French, which is a huge regret of mine, but I speak almost no French, but I studied French for three years. Yeah. Um, if you could allow a system where people can study what they're passionate about, so where they can... And of course, that's a very different culture. It's a culture where there's much more trust and much more freedom, which is the sort of stuff, again, it aligns with the ideas in the book. If young people could focus on what they're passionate about in a facilitated environment, my God, what a beautiful system we'd be, we'd be running instead of this very formulae, oh gosh, I've got the subjects I hate today with no breaks in, in one and a half hour blocks of my time. What's that all about? I've got to be honest, I possibly invented that. I didn't invent it, but I adopted that system when I was at school in that I pretty much just focused on the stuff that I enjoyed and none of that was in the classroom. And subsequently, at the end of it, I didn't necessarily get all the ticks in the boxes, but I, it hasn't hindered me. I'm wholeheartedly agree with that. Maybe that's the next stage of the Leader Connect journey is looking at young people and how we can foster that sense of finding what you're good at and really focusing on it. What I was saying reminded me about education and how it should be. We, we run courses for some quite big organizations and for schools and universities, and we use experiential learning. And Sarah, you've been involved in this way. It's also the way that I run the, uh, the Army Cadet Force courses that I run for Cadet Force adults. But we base it around a few really simple ideas, 10 really simple concepts of leadership, which you can show in one picture. And then people go away and do it. They do a project and activity, then they get together and reflect on it. And you take out all of the coursework, all of the tests, all of the top students, all of the reports, and you assume that everyone's there because they want to be there. Everyone wants to be a better leader, so you treat them just like adults. And you can do that with children. You can treat them like adults, and generally they respond to it. And you make the learning environment fun. You make it fun, and you make it creative, and you make it engaging, and you don't make it adversarial and cold and competitive because people generally don't respond to that in learning terms. It's not it, that threat puts the brain in a bad place. We run courses like that online and live. We are coming to the end and I just wanted for you to, to sum up really um, how people can get onto the Leader Connect platform, maybe just very quickly what the benefits are again and why it's important that people come on this journey with us. T type in Leader Connect on Google, it will come up and you'll get our online learning platform. Everything is on there. You can access the podcasts on there. You can access some great interviews. There's quite a lot of free content on there. And then to get to the whole load of the content, which I'd suggest that anyone would do because that's where you get the real learning from, 
Uh, it's a subscription model and it's very easy to do. It's very easy to subscribe. And it's obviously cheaper if you, the, the, it comes down, if you bring a team of people on, the, the price comes down per person. Uh, and for organizations which are on it, and we've got a few, the, the, the NHS are on it and Sanofi, a pharmaceutical company are on it and uh, quite a few schools are. And, but if you want to bring a large group of people on, then you, again, give us a call. <laughs> There's contact details on the website and we can set up big group membership that way. Yeah, please do and please enjoy it. I think we've got something here which is really vibrant and fresh. It's got really good content. There's nothing else like it actually which is just focused on leadership and accessible to anyone it's, it's it is something quite remarkable that i think we're creating and come and join in be part of it thank you so much for listening to the podcast now before you head off to do something else we'd like to give you a little pre-christmas gift pop in nj10 at the checkout when you sign up for a leader connect subscription and you'll get 10% off a whole year of leadership learning in one place. I'll see you next time.